Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You might recall yesterday on 2020 it was a very sad occasion to announce that one of the world's favourite Bible teachers had passed away. He has certainly been a favourite on Vision Radio over many years. Dr Chuck Missler died early yesterday and with the mix of sadness and relief we know that as a Christian believer, Chuck Missler has been promoted into the presence of his Lord and Saviour. He was 83 years of age and had begun to slow down his public appearances and touring and broadcasting schedule. Let's get some insights and an update. Ron Matson, the Managing Director of Koinonia Institute, is joining us. Ron's been on the Board of Directors of Koinonia House since 2009. He is the successor to Chuck Missler, leading the Ministry of Koinonia House. So a special welcome back to 2020 to you, Ron Matson. Well, thank you once again for this opportunity to talk. Uh, Ron, uh, describe how things have been there in New Zealand, the base of Koinonia House. Uh, the announcement of Chuck's passing yesterday, and no doubt it's thrown uh, all sorts of things into a different pattern over this past 24 hours. Well, it certainly has. This wasn't something that was unanticipated. Uh, more than two years ago, um, the Board of Directors, with, of course, Chuck's uh, consent uh, knew that we needed to put a transition plan in place. Uh, we did that so that he could ease out of the public um, uh, requirements for him. And uh, so really he's just been in a place of resting. And, and uh, uh, as an ex-pilot, we would say you're on the long glide path to to um, to heaven. So he liked that idea. Uh, he he uh, enjoyed uh, his time uh, he believed uh, being here in the South Pacific, especially in New Zealand, was something of a special gift from God to him and that he just loved the place and he was in an ideal environment. So really, the last two and a half years of his life have been uh, very peaceful um, and, uh, and and he's been able to witness the, the continued growth and propagation of the teaching materials that God has given him around the world. Ron, what sort of messages have come from followers, supporters, and we are talking around the world here, Koinonia House, a huge global ministry. What sort of messages have you been receiving? Well, they've been overwhelming. And and, uh, just our Facebook post, which we put up uh, just 24 hours ago, has already had a reach uh, in excess of 300,000 people. Uh, We've had tens of thousands of responses and emails and uh and and then of course people are sharing and then uh, creating their own posts so there's no way to know how extensive that is we have associated ministries that have uh, launched their own um a social media effort to uh, to communicate it to their followers and so really it's just in the uh uh it's in the uh, the world wide web as far as that's concerned uh, and it's beautiful i mean really the people are just expressing their gratitude um, their thanksgiving uh, to a man who uh, was always astonished that anyone even recognized him, let alone uh, would listen to what he has to say. When I told him one time, yes, Chuck, of those 333 products that uh, we have out there, that equates to over 1,500 hours of Bible teaching. And he looked at me with a big smile and he says, that's too much. And uh, so he, he he's aware of the legacy that he's left, 
uh, but more importantly, is aware of the fact that the legacy will live on as we encourage others to take up the mantle of taking the Bible seriously. He surely was a prolific Bible teacher and author and uh, producing all of those resources for followers uh, to follow along. We'll talk some more about that in just a few moments. Uh, as you say, Ron, he was aware that there was a, uh, you know, there was a long landing coming. And uh, he himself had his own input into how uh, memorials and funeral services might be arranged in the coming times. Uh, what can you let us in on as to those sorts of arrangements? Well, we are going to have um, a funeral here uh, and uh, a uh, graveside ceremony here in Reparoa. It'll be held at the River Lodge. It's open to the public. If people want to attend, uh, I think it would be a good idea if, um, if they'd like to come to just give us a, give us some idea, uh, that they're going to be here. But we have a large enough facility to, to handle, I think, uh, what might be a, a great outpouring. Um, it is the middle of, uh, the beginning of winter, but yet at that time of the year it can be very nice here. We've had other events outside. It will be outside in a big marquee that we own. And, uh, so we've gone through those. It'll be simple. It, it will be um, uh, uh, reverential in the sense of who the man is. Uh, we have people from all over the world that will be uh, sending um, specific uh, uh, messages that they want read out. Um, his close friend, Hal Lindsay, will be one of them, um, who will, uh, and many others. Just, uh, uh, we, the, the list is too long, and we will just allow people to um, express their thanksgiving to God. Chuck really was an incredibly humble man uh, in that he really didn't want any focus on him. He really wants to disappear into the back pages of church history and allow Christ to be the one who was magnified in the midst of all of this. Ron, take us back to beginnings for a few moments as we reflect on Chuck Missler's life, because you and he, both of your roots go back to Calvary Chapel, uh, of Costa yes. Mesa, and uh, a lot of listeners will be familiar with the ministry of Chuck Smith and the uh, the Jesus People movement. Uh, this is back to the beginnings for Chuck Missler, isn't it? Yes, it is. In terms of his public ministry, he'd been involved as a Bible student from a very early age. He talks about the fact that as a youngster, preteen, he used to go to a, a Lutheran church where there was a minister there that really lit the fire underneath him. Uh, which I find fascinating that, uh, uh, the, even the style of his ministry was imprinted, um, in, in that way. But nonetheless, uh, it was when he was, um, in Southern California, a very ex uh, successful senior executive. Uh, he was on the board of directors of Calvary Chapel and he began to take a Monday night Bible study, uh, there at the church and, Really, uh, at the time that I arrived, which was in the mid-1970s, uh, you get Sunday morning, Sunday evening was Chuck Smith's topical and his Through the Bible, and then Monday night is where you used to go uh, to to just uh, have your mind blown. In fact, some of us used to call him the nutty professor, because he was just this energetic, uh, excitable guy who um, would always throw in, as we would say down here, a wild cricket ball at you in a way that... Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, just take everybody off. And, and he, he was always willing to uh, try to give a, at least a biblical response to some of the fringe issues that were plaguing the church at that time. And it was just a lot of fun. And so it was a good 
balanced by a diet of expositional teaching from Chuck Smith and, of course, uh, uh, scientific and technical and geopolitical prophetic um, uh, ministry there. He also was very close friends with Hal Lindsey uh, and Walter Martin, and the three of them uh, worked very closely together, and Chuck was instrumental in helping Walter Martin uh, launch his ministry, another uh, worldwide known individual. So really those formative years in the 70s is where he really was launched into the public eye, and uh, it, was a, it was a tension that he never sought. He always, like I said, was astonished when people would even recognize him. He was always astonished. When we reflect on earliest career and the application of what will some some will say is a a very highly intelligent application to the scriptures, because he comes from that background to uh, the U.S. Air Force, uh, Navy, I think uh, first, and Air Force uh, com- completed some military obligations and became branch chief of the Department of Guided Missiles. Uh, then, as you mentioned, that business career recruited by the Ford Motor Company into a senior management position. Uh, of course, uh, he established an international industrial computer network in 1966. Uh, we're talking a long time ago now and to be talking about that sort of technology in those times. But this was a man with a great intellect. The idea of applying that intellect to the study of the scriptures uh, reflect on those sorts of things for a few moments, Ron, because sometimes we think that uh, that people who are applying their their understanding to the scriptures maybe they're not being as smart as they ought to be. But here's someone who's very smart doing some very smart things with the with the Bible. Yes, well, you know, I think with with each and every one of us, we're all uh, created with specific talents and abilities uh, as a lump of clay on the. On the uh, in the hands of the potter, and I think that God can shape us to be a very effective vessel of honor if we're willing to do that. And Chuck just happened to be one of those people with a great aptitude, preteen, uh, uh, launching himself into some pretty high tech things, which led him on to be the the, uh, the youngest senior uh, uh, manager uh, in the Ford Motor Company at that time, uh, and uh, getting Engineer of the Year. Uh, in the United States uh, within his second year of, of being a young executive there. But Bible study-wise was really his primary love. And um, he loved collecting information. He could see the uh, the aspect of design in Scripture from end to end, that it wasn't just a collection of stories or doctrines or good moral teachings, but there was something beyond that. And that was what was fascinated him, was he was seeing... Uh, the fact that this is designed, every letter, every word, um, it is all an integrated message system, as he was later would use as sort of his by-term. Um, and so he really applied himself to that. And I think anybody, if you apply yourself, the Holy Spirit can take what little we have and multiply it many times over. And in the life of Chuck Missler, we're just seeing what he could do amplified to what he would do and has done by virtue of just committing himself very early and very solidly and consistently to allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through his life. Ron, take us to the family now. We know that Chuck's wife Nancy passed away just a few years ago, uh, and there are some daughters uh, who remain. He lost a couple of sons as well, but uh, a family. Are you able to uh, give us any insights into how the family's faring and, uh, and, and, and what sort of response there's been there? 
Well, they've got, he has two daughters. Um, the two younger of the four children were two daughters, Lisa and Michelle, and uh, they both live in the States, have their own families. Um, we, of, co- of course, were keeping them uh, in, in uh, full uh, communication as this whole process over the last two or three years was progressing. So it was not a matter of, of if, but when. And uh, therefore, uh, in the last week or so, we were having daily conversations with them, keeping them up to date, allowing them as much as possible to communicate uh, their love to their father. Uh, the family was um, uh, very close-knit in that sense. And uh, uh, and what was beautiful was just to see the, the love that was was flowing there, and they they love their father, and their father loves them, and uh, that they were the last people really on his mind at that point before he finally um, you know passed on. And uh, in in communication with me, which I was with him, um, and and uh, another very close friend of his, Brian Hughes, who was really the person that encouraged Chuck to move to the South Pacific, especially New Zealand, we were both there. And uh, Brian was actually in the room with him when he took his last breath. So um, the family um, is, of course, grieving, uh, but it wasn't something that caught them by surprise. And they're making their own preparations. There will be a memorial service in the States um, uh, when they're ready. We're going to carry on with the the um, memorial service here uh, in New Zealand on uh, the 16th of June, which is a Saturday. And again, we say that that's open to the public. You're you're welcome to come and to join us. It'll be a time of celebration and then fellowship one with another as we just reminisce on the ministry of Chuck Missler. And Ron, I know there'll be listeners who are saying the passing of Chuck Missler, does that mean we're not going to hear his teaching anymore? Well, uh, of course, the ongoing nature of Koinonia House as a ministry, no doubt, uh, as you've been doing this transition, you've been making plans for such a time as this, uh, you're the successor. Uh, How will people be able to still interact with the teachings of Chuck Missler, uh, even though he's passed away? Well, you know, this is the beautiful thing of the <clears throat> electronic media age, is that uh, the voice and the material, the notes, uh, the encouragement is still there and will be there as long as people make it and make themselves available to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. The um, we as a as a ministry, of course, uh, through Vision, uh, have many of our resources are there and will continue to be there. We'll support that. But as far as the as the transition of the ministry, you know, um, the way Chuck always saw a transition was not to another person, but to the general population. And uh, he really felt that real transition is not um, replicating one leader into another, but through reproduction, where you one person makes many, who then make many, who make many. And that's what he was really interested in. And so Chuck Missler will ultimately be replaced by hundreds, possibly thousands of little Chuck Misslers uh, who take the Bible seriously in their own way, the Holy Spirit anointing them, making new discoveries, and uh, and and turning back the darkness in the corner of the world that they live. So that would be his succession plan, and that's what we're working for here, is to help people be equipped for the ministry that God has called them for.
Well, we know that Chuck Missler has been promoted into the presence of his Lord and Saviour. He was 83 years of age. Ron Matson, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with our listeners. Uh, of course, Ron is Managing Director of Coinonia Institute, and he's been on the Board of Directors at Coinonia House since 2009. He is the successor to Chuck Missler and leading the Ministry of Coinonia House. Uh, Ron, thanks so much for taking some time to uh, to share your thoughts and your heart with us today. I'll just point people to where they can get a hold of uh, teachings of Chuck Missler. I mean, some people will be saying, wow. We've lost Chuck Missler. I'd like to have some of that teaching and uh, check that for myself. Well, I'll point people to the website for Vision Store, yeah, uh, vision.org.au. Right uh, I did mention there are hundreds and hundreds of uh, related uh, resources in that uh, Vision Store, vision.org.au. Uh, Ron, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and heart with us today. All right. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.